The following program contains mature subject matter not suitable for young viewers and graphic images that may be disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. So you know what that means. It's another episode of We Wild Woman and the Fat Man Farmer. I am the Fat Man Farmer. And I'm Lee Weldon. So what are we going to talk about today, Wade? We have two different topics that are equally potentially interesting. Um, not about the farm today. So we're going to do some things about we, or what we thinks about different things. We have current events and your opinion on them, and then what pisses you off. Which, some of those are going to be interrelated. So... What would you like to pick? And I'm going to ask that we try to limit the profanity. I understand some of these piss you off and some of them are outlandish. But let's try to not have every other word be profanity. No guarantees. Alrighty, so I think we should do current topics there current events, and if we still have time, we'll do things that piss you off, because it'll rile you up for the second part. <laughs> and you might be hangry at the time. Oh, more than likely. So, if you don't know what hangry is, it's you're angry because you're hungry. And she gets hangry very easily. So, I was reading today on some of my news feeds on Facebook. I gotta adjust my seat. Mama messes with my seat. She never gets in that seat. Uh, she does, but she messes with the seat. She has to sit straight up. Yeah, she, she does. Alright, so anyway, I was reading about that there are viruses that scientists are discovering in the permafrost since it's thawing, and the viruses are still active. So that means they're zombie. They've been asleep for, I think this said that they are... 90,000 years old viruses that they're finding in the permafrost that they're able to bring back and they really have no idea what they're what they will do so to the, existing life or So the zombie apocalypse is possible. I did possibly could now. Did you know about the mushrooms that infect insects that take over their brains? I think I've watched a video about it somewhere. I think we watched it either in amazing fungi, fantastic fungi which is an awesome show if you ever get to watch it. No, I think I watched it on a YouTube short. So, there's a mycelium, a fungus, who will... There's the fungus among us. <laughs> <laughs> who will infect insects with these spores. And as they colonize the insect, it basically turns them into a zombie. And as the spores develop and devour the insect from the inside out, leaves certain parts of its brain active, and it tells the insect to climb to its highest it possibly can, and when it gets there, it ruptures through the insect's brain and spreads spores everywhere to colonize more insects. Ooh. So it's a zombie mushroom. Mushrooms are all cool. I would love to do a thing all the way on mushrooms, but I don't know enough. So if it infected a bee, would it be a zombie? <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, now we're talking about that. We're talking about the viruses. So I was asking Mama. It's like, hey, 
read this article. We and I need to get passports. She's like, okay, we can do that. Why? I said, we need to go to Canada. She goes, why? I said, they found new viruses in the permafrost. She goes, no, you don't need passports. I said, we're going for a, quote, vacation. She goes, yeah, right, no. They're not going to let you in the country. <laughs> so we could totally go up there, rummage around, find some stuff up in the permafrost, bring it back, and work with it. We don't have the facilities or the equipment to do that. Wouldn't it be suspicious if we went up there as soon as they discovered that? Oh, this discovery was years ago. They just published the paper on it. So, well, okay, I'll give you that we don't have the equipment. Both Mama and I worked in labs before. We know how to, what their purpose is and how to build them. They're not super difficult. Now, viruses are way different than bacteria and, like, sterile environments. So, viruses are bad because they can get around everything. Which, let's lead up to the next one. So, you like the idea of going up and getting viruses, but we just don't have the technology or the skills to do it. Yeah. And with all the animals, I feel like something bad would happen. Yes. But if we did get rabbits and we have a lot of chickens, we could use that as a tops. They actually do use rabbits for test subjects, or we could use mice and rats. We would have to catch the rats, and the rats are smart. They don't go into trains. Fair enough. All right, so that was one current event. So we, we, we talked about, you know, we went into viruses. So, another one that was a current event. Let's talk about, we may get banned for this, we'll see, the coronavirus. Because AI, which is artificial intelligence, not the other one that we use on the farm, which is artificial insemination, which is how you get animals pregnant, if you didn't know. Um, well, you get animals pregnant without a male of the species being on the property. Which is another thing we'll talk about geese maybe later. Um, so the coronavirus, they've come out and said now that it was a biological weapon that escaped the Wuhan labs that we paid for, we as in the country, and we developed, told them to develop this over there so that, quote, we could find a cure for it before it got out in the wild. But we created it! I, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm giving you what the current news report was. And so... Nothing is being done really yet. We're to blame, we, the U.S., and the lab that we contracted with, which was China, to develop this, that that's all of these issues that have come up through the economy, which we'll also get into, inflation, the lockdowns, the masks, people losing their jobs, people dying, was a result of the U.S. making biological weapons, which we say we're not going to, according to different um, treaties and conventions we've signed with other government agencies. Yeah, I know. So, they lied to us for four years, three years, and uh, said, we don't know how this happened. It was a bat from a market. We don't know this. Fauci, who was who's in charge of the Center for Disease Control, got on TV and said, we don't know how this happened. It came from the Wuhan trade market from a bat. 
where they've now had scientists who have said, come out and said, we saw this, we developed it for the bats because it was a close relation, and somehow it got out. How is it from bats spread to humans? We genetically changed it to be able to do that. When I say we, the scientists in China who were paid for with government tax money. Tax money they stole from us. They being the government, not China. Because if you feel that taxes is something that is voluntary, I can tell you that men with guns will take your, your assets and put you in jail. So you either give your money to them, which you don't have a choice, or you go to jail. It's called extortion. It's what the mob does. But it, when it's the government, it's legal. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm waiting. I'm supposed to get your opinion on things. So what is so your... So the mafia and the government, are they the same person? The government acts like the mob, but no. Organized crime is completely different from the government. The government just makes laws to make it legal for them to do the same thing that organized crime go to jail for. Why? Because they can get away with it. Just because you could get away with something doesn't mean you should do it. Like, I could get away with stuff, but that doesn't mean I would do it. It's called ethics. So, <laughs> apparently our government has no ethics. Anyway, so what? We're, we're, we're getting your opinion on some of these things. So what is your thoughts on the last three years and then them coming out and saying, yeah, we did it, it was us, we knew it the whole time? We already knew that from the start. I know. You and I know this. And the people who told us we were crazy and, you know, nut jobs and conspiracy theorists and MAGA, which is people who support Trump, which they make that as to a bad thing. But anyway, so all these people were saying that they unfriended me on Facebook because I would say these things. Facebook would ban me. Twitter banned me. You know, we would get censored for saying these things. And now it's coming out that it's the truth. So they tried to hide the truth for so long, and eventually it came out. And now they're like, oh, yeah, um, well, uh, yeah, that's not exactly how it happened, but it pretty much is. So what do you think? Do you trust them anymore of anything that they say? No. Neither should you trust anything that comes out of anyone's mouth except your own. That's true. Okay, now. What do you think that the, do you think the government should be responsible for some of these things? So, like, they mandated that all these people had to have the vaccine, and that people are dying from the vaccine. Do you think that they should compensate them? Do you think they should admit that they are at fault for making this, for not only making the situation happen, but killing people as a result? Yes, that should be their fault. No. But guess who's going to have to be judged on that? Oh. The government will judge themselves. Do you think they're going to find accountability? The government don't... Okay, so are you going to let a sociopathic criminal that killed 100 people judge themselves if they should go to prison or not? Very, very good <laughs> analogy. Or, or wait, how about you let a sociopath who killed 100 people be judged by other sociopaths who think that it's okay to do that? That's what you're going to get in the government. They're going to form all of these committees and cost millions of dollars to investigate, and nothing's going to happen. More money. More money that they need to investigate. So more money they're taking from the taxpayer to investigate something that will never result in anything. I'm giving more of my opinion than your opinion. But you did make a good analogy of a sociopath being, you know, 
judged on themselves. Oh, here's another one. They said that masks are completely ineffective for spreading, for stopping the spread. Then why the fuck did you make us wear masks for like two years? I, I agree. But you know what I think it is? I think it's about control. How many people were willing to do, obey blindly what the government says? And then you think about it. Anybody who defied them, what does that mean? If you said, screw you, I'm not wearing a mask, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm going to put vaccine in quotes because it's really not a vaccine. They actually changed the definition of what a vaccine is so that this experimental drug would fit in it. We'll go into that too. So, what do you think about the masks? What do you think about the people who defied what the government was mandating? Can you explain that part a little more? Okay. So, from the perspective of judging the people or evaluating the people who blindly follow the rules, who did whatever government said, versus the people who said, um, I think you're full of shit, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. So, what's your opinion on the two different groups of people? The people that follow government and the people that go on their own? Yes. Who said, no, I will not comply. It sounds like you're talking about the Amish. <laughs> the Amish don't comply. They didn't do any of that stuff. They also don't pay a lot of the taxes that we do. So, first off, people who blindly follow what the government says. Do you have an opinion on that? you should ever blindly follow anybody. You should always at least have your eyes open. It's not really a good idea to follow anybody blindly. Even I if agree. it's just listening to their words. I agree. So you're saying people should be um, thinking up for themselves and not just accepting what anybody says at face value. Yes. Well, what if I told you something? Would you believe it? What would it be? I don't know anything. Would you blindly accept what I told you? I often argue with you for this stuff. You do argue, but you also go do and look things up. So you do your own research. Yeah. Now that's hard when you go to look up stuff and the people who are like Google and some of the search engines are filtering what you're able to see based on what they think is more important. So when you would search different things about the virus or mask and this, it would limit your searches to usually only government websites or what they wanted you to see, not other people's opinions or facts or things that were against what the, quote, narrative. Do you know what I'm saying about when I say the narrative? It's the story that the government and all of the people around them, so media, government, different politicians are all putting out that all follow the same story and they try to only let you see that story. Nothing else. It's called censorship. Okay. So what do you think about the people who said, um, no, I'm not going to do this? Do you think they're bad people? Do you think they okay. Do you think the people who blindly followed were bad people? Do you think the people who disobeyed were bad people? Uh, 
argue that it's not a good and a bad. They just have differing opinions. Now, do you know what the, the word ignorant means? Not believing something, if it, even if it is true? Sort of. Not really. So, ignorant is when you don't know something. So, you, let's say, are ignorant of surgery. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean you don't know what it is. Could you learn it? Yes. But you are ignorant of the facts about performing surgery. Now, do I think you know a lot about surgery? You are knowledgeable about surgery, but you are ignorant on the fact of actually doing surgery. Does that make sense? I know about it, but I don't know how to do it. Sort of. Um, sometimes it's you just don't know what you don't know. So, computer... Pro well, I can't even use that. Computer programming. You do do computer programming through school. Um, I would say knowing how to drive, but you kind of know how to drive, too. So, ignorant is something you just don't know about the facts or don't know enough about something. Not that you can't know it, you just don't know the facts currently. So, you may be ignorant about a subject. Taxes, you know, how you get elected, different things like that. I see. But I, I'm running, I'm struggling with to find what you're ignorant about because you were very well rounded and versed in many subjects. You are what's called a polymath. Do you remember what that means? Someone who's eclectic in various subjects. Who are knowledgeable in various subjects that may or may not be related. Yeah. Alright, so. Stupid is your inability to grasp the knowledge about a subject. So if the facts are given to you and you still refuse to accept them, you're now stupid. Because the information is given to you, but you are unable to process the information. Or dumb. So, people who blindly followed the the government's mandates were ignorant of the facts. Which was, now that I've used it as a definition? Yes, because I was not understanding what you were saying. Okay. I also keep seeing shiny objects. Because <sighs> I'm rambling and I'm talking too much and not allowing you to talk. Okay, so that's where the virus is at. So the masks are now shown to not prove anything. So, here's another fact about the virus. They say that they, being scientists as well as some government officials, are now coming clean about it, that the vaccine is ineffective from stopping the virus, preventing it, or re reducing the symptoms. Nothing they're claiming for it is actually true. Yet, many places are still mandating the vaccine gets given. Your thoughts? Why would you need to take it if it's almost ineffective at anything? It wasn't likely your immune system giving you time from the shock to get, build up an immune system because you've gotten the COVID. It's like, what do we do? And then the shot is probably giving you it again. And you're like, nope, nope, we, we've already had this. We do not need this again. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's an interesting fact. So they used, they being the government, would claim that having coronavirus does not make you less susceptible or immune to getting it again. 
that the only way to do this was through the vaccine and then the boosters, which you now have to get, I think they're up to five or six boosters because the first one isn't effective. Doesn't COVID and all the boosters have like variants and the variants of the boosters will do different things and have different side effects? You are correct, yes. Now, where are you? Okay, so let me finish this and then I want to ask you a question. Um, So now they're saying that your natural immunity is better and more effective than any of the vaccines or boosters combined. And that most people who catch it naturally recover and are also immune to all of the variants. So you have the Delta, the Omicron, you know, all of the different variants that they had going around. So what's your thought about that? That was the vaccine and all of these mandates necessary? based on new information, which the information was there originally, it was just suppressed. And anybody who said these things, they were taking their doctor's license, they were um, removing their credibility as scientists, they would bury them, not literally, but, you know, trash talk them enough so that they were no longer a source of information. So I'm going to ask you this, where do you get your information about some of these Europeans? Is it from listening to your mother and I talk? Sometimes, but mostly on YouTube shorts because I can scroll through them and watch different stuff. And that... Do you actively look for things on those, or do you just see random things come across? Sometimes if I watch a lot of the videos, they'll start to pop up more. Not saying that all my search page or review page is all just like... Oh, I've seen your search page. It's not a lot of information searching. <laughs> Don't hit me. Violence is not the answer. Violence can get people to shut up. You just said that with about the doctors. This is true. So anyway, so now the whole virus and all of this is kind of debunked of everything that the government told us was a lie. Everything they said to fix it was a lie. Everything they did to prevent the spread was a lie. And has really hurt the not only the U.S. economy, but the world economy. So, what do you think about how it's hurt the economy and, like, mainly supply chains and food and things? What's your thoughts? Wait, what? <laughs> Something shiny. A big RV went by. So, what are your thoughts about how the governments stopped, like, workers from going to work and trade, and now we have a really crappy economy and supply chain issues. There's issues with food getting to different places. There's issues with getting parts for different things. You know, so I'll give you an example. The Jacks, who comes and takes our trash, they can't get parts for their vehicles to be able to pick up the trash, so they're having trouble just being able picking up trash because parts aren't available because they're either being shipped from China or other places. So what are your thoughts on that the government did this to the economy and they hurt all of these businesses? I mean, there's lots of businesses who had to shut down completely, go out of business because they were small and they couldn't keep up with all of these you know, stay in business, still pay all the mortgage and the electric bill and employees while they're being shut down. 
you think that was planned? Do you think that it was an accident? Do you think that the government should be accountable for these things? The government should be accountable. And yes, I feel it was planned for some of this stuff to keep their bigger stuff like Amazon or those kinds of things. The more bigger companies that they have more control over. The mega companies, is that what you're saying? The really, really big ones? Yeah, and control and then like kill off all the little ones. So no more competition? Now, what would be the benefit of the government doing that? The government has more control. Possibly. But would you believe that during all of this, politicians were buying stock in those big corporations and making millions, if not billions of dollars from all of this? Because of the decisions they were making and putting out smaller business, they made these other businesses grow. And like all of the companies who are making the vaccines or uh, the masks and these that the government, the Congress, and those people who were involved in it started buying stock in these things. So that means that they're made money on this, on their decisions. For the government, it's all about how much money they get. They don't care. Now, when you say the government, do you mean the government as a whole or the individuals running the government? You mean the puppeteers? No, well, okay. I'll give you that, too. So, like, Congress, who made some of these rules and these laws about some of these things, and the president, that they knew these mandates and whatnot were coming in. They knew that they were going to require masks. And then they went out and bought stock in, say, mask companies. So they made money in all this. But then, guess who was funding all of the vaccines and all this? Who was paying for the free vaccines for people? The government was. So they're taking tax money from us and paying these companies, which now they personally bought stock in, and are making money because the company's getting paid through taxes. It's called money laundering. And if you or I did that, we'd go to jail. Because we're taking money from an illegal source and making it into and hiding it through a different place. Isn't that what the mob does? Yes, it is. So the government is like the mob? Yes. In my opinion. You can form your own opinion. So if you look at, maybe when you want to on some of your own time, uh, not during the podcast, do research on mob activities how the mob makes money, how the mob operates, and this kind of thing. Uh, selling drugs for what? Well, who do you think sells all the vaccines? The government. What is a vaccine? Drugs. There you go. Illegal drugs. What makes it illegal? The characteristics and what it does to your brain. No. Government law makes it illegal. So it's stopping somebody that is almost exactly like it and uh, making money on how they are making money so it doesn't seem unusual. Yep. The fuck? I, I'm, I'm telling you how the facts are. I mean, there's more complications in some of this, but I'm trying to simple it down so I don't have to spend days going into how some of this stuff works. So, a drug 
by definition, is something that will alter your body for a desired outcome. So, it, it can be anything, like aspirin is a drug, marijuana is a drug, cocaine is a drug. Isn't cocaine the stuff you snort up your nose? There's lots of drugs you snort up your nose, but yes, that's one of them. So, in the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration, which is run by the Department of Health. They're all departments of making you sad. So, they determine what type of drugs are legal and illegal. And it's based on the medicinal value of them. So, does it have a therapeutic effect on the body that is positive? So, cocaine is a Schedule two, I believe. Which means it has a medicinal property. You can get prescription cocaine. Well, what does cocaine do? Does it, like, reset your brain? No, that's mushrooms. So cocaine is a... I'd have to look at the actual mechanism of how it works in the body, but it's... Um, you can get a hallucinogen effect. You get high. You feel good. Um, it's a accelerant, so it makes you uh, have more energy and be excited. So, speed, which is another one, uh, there's all kinds of different chemicals of speed, but it, it, it soups you up, it damps you up. So, methamphetamine, have you heard about that? Meth? Is that one stuff you use as smoker thing? It can be, same way with cocaine. So, there's a different form of how to get it into your body. So, there's different ways to get drugs in your body. You can inject it, you can put it topically, which means rub it on your skin take it orally, you can put it in your eyes, you can smoke it, um, there's implants which go inside your body, uh, I mean there's lots of different delivery mechanisms of how to get the, the drug into your body, smoking is one, snorting is one, most drugs that you take, I take that back, so say aren't snorted, but there's lots of nasal drugs that are out there, headaches, for sinuses, for other things that you, you send up your nose. Um, but anyway, the, FD, the DEA, which is responsible for narcotics, which are mood-altering drugs, brain chemistry type stuff, have schedule of drugs, which is schedule 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And depending on how therapeutic and how addictive is the level that the drug is. Heroin is actually, I think, a Schedule 2. Heroin? Yeah. It's pretty bad stuff. But it's an opioid, which is really not that much different than pain pills that people take. And they get addicted to them. The pain pills? Yep. So anyway, they control those things of what it's um, illegal or not. And they control who can manufacture them and who can sell them. But guess who gets to buy stock in all those companies when they determine what's illegal and what's not? The government. The government. The people who work there. And that's not, and what's called when you and I doing those kinds of things. Like, let's say you and I know that um, someone's going to buy a property around us and turn it into a big factory. Well, let's say we bought stock in that company because we knew we saw them coming out and looking at the property, and we bought stock early because we knew what was going to happen. 
I doubt that a factory would... I'm using it as an example. Okay, let me give you a different example. We won't go that. Let's say that Mama and her company knows that a new drug's coming out because they're working out. You know, they're working on it. It's getting ready to get approval. And nobody else knows this because, you know, she's working with the, the different government agencies to get it approved. If you and I went and bought a whole bunch of that stock right before it came out, so it's worth, let's say, a dollar a share, but then they come out with this new drug that could cure cancer, and the next day that drug is worth, not the next day, let's say a year from now, is worth a hundred dollars a share, and we sold all that based on knowledge that nobody else had before it went up or it was going to be released. Do you understand? That's called insider trading, and it's illegal. Why? Because the government says it's illegal. Because you have knowledge that nobody else does, and you profited from it. However, if the government does this, anybody who works for the government does the same thing, they're not going to be held responsible because they made a law that says they're exempt from that law. Okay, the, the clueless look on your face is, is priceless. So does that all make sense? I believe. <laughs> so they can say, they, they may know that they're going to reject a drug for a company. So they short sell all of the stock which means they make more money before it gets public that they got the rejection for the drug. Or if they know a drug's going to be coming to market and it's going to get approved, they buy a bunch of stock and then sell it once it makes money. So that's called insider trading, but they're exempt from that. Why make so many laws that you're exempt for? When you're in power, you can do that because they don't want to get in trouble. They want to do the things. They're above the law. We have to follow the law. Seriously, I mean, there are more felons and, like, there are hundreds of arrests of current politicians, and they don't face any jail time or fines, but we do. We'll go to jail for the same crime for five or ten years. They get nothing. Does it count as a crime if they don't find out? Just, a crime technically is if it's public information. Well, no, I want to say it's if it's discovered. So, you know, if we're driving 75 in a 65 mile an hour area, is it a crime? Technically, because we are technically breaking the law at that point, but if we don't get pulled over, did we commit a crime? Technically, yes, but it wasn't a crime because there was no arrest, I guess. Does that make sense? Maybe. I don't know. I guess it is still a crime whether you get caught or not. Though for But for them, it's not against the law because they've written laws around that. All right. They're very smart because they write the laws to make themselves exempt. They write the laws so they can make money. Would you... If you were in the position that they were in, would you think that it was stupid or smart to use your power to benefit yourself? 
They don't because have... Because you have morals and ethics. Sort of. Government... What are morals and ethics again? Morals are believing things are right and wrong. Ethics is kind of like a code that you believe in. So, morally, is it wrong to feed innocent people to the pigs? Do you yes. think that's wrong? Yes. Do you think it's wrong to feed um, pedophiles, so people who want to do bad things to kids. I don't think it's that bad. So, your morals are not that it's wrong to kill somebody, it's wrong to kill innocent people. Yes. So then you have, some people might say, killing is wrong no matter what. That's their morals. You have kind of more gray, questionable ethics and morals. Yeah, my whole personality is like in the gray though. You are. So like ethics are doing the right thing no matter what. Or finishing a job that you start. Or um, protecting your friends. Protecting oh, yeah. your family. Protecting your animals. Those are ethics. Whereas morals are right and wrong. What is right and wrong? Some people have a very narrow view of what's right and wrong. There's black and white. It's either right or it's wrong, and that's it. Some people bring religion into morals that it's religiously morally wrong. So some people believe that it's morally wrong to have sex before you're married, because that's not a religious thing. So that's wrong in their moral view, where other people say it doesn't matter, but it's morally wrong to cheat on somebody, you're monogamous, which means you're only in a relationship with them. So morals are a set of right and wrong values. Ethics are... So, like, being in a relationship with somebody, but after time you don't want to be with them until you cheat. Instead of cheating, just fucking break up! See, that? that's, that's different morals. Some other people think that you can have multiple relationship with multiple people and that's okay as long as everybody is okay with it. Depends on how many people. So it's a moral thing. So if you wanted to have two boyfriends or two girlfriends at the same time, okay. And if everybody is okay with that, then what does it matter? That's called polyamory, which means many loves. But some people believe that it's marriage and you need to... Marriage is just a contract that the government enforces and it's kind of stupid, but... You have to be married in order to get certain tax benefits. You can't just say, we're in a relationship. Or certain medical things. Like, so, when you were born, Mommy and I were not married at the time. We had been together for years, but we were not technically married. So when we, when you were born, it was a fiasco at the hospital because they made me leave the room so that mother could talk with the social workers to make sure that she wanted my name on the birth certificate and did she feel threatened by this and that. And I was forced to leave the room for this discussion and it was kind of bullshit. They ended up having to call security because both her and I called it bullshit. 
that if we wanted to put my name on the marriage certificate, even though we weren't married, it's really none of their business. Yeah, just can't you technically change your birth certificate? You can't change your birth certificate, but you can change your name. Anyway. Isn't that so the government can still find you? Yes. So they track you through your social security number. Which was never meant to be a tracking ID, but that's what it ended up being. They Every time the government says they're doing something for good, there's usually ulterior motives. So the Social Security number was supposed to be a number that's tied to your retirement plan, which they forced you to pay into. So you don't have a choice whether you pay into it. And that's supposed to be a tracking number for your accounts with that. But now they started saying that since everybody has a unique ID for your retirement plan, we'll just use that number to track you. Anyway. How hard is it to make a fake ID? Uh, harder and harder. Sometimes you can just be out of the system and, and you know, if you don't want to play within the government rules, you can be off the grid, off the system, and not need it which is you use cash, you don't use um, electronic, like credit cards or banks and things like this. Everything is done as cash, which is another reason they want to go to digital currency, which is a current event item. I'm glad. See, you're just spawning off all of these topics just by happenstance. So, the government wants to move to digital currency. Do you know what that is? Uh, so they can control you? That's the reason, but... So digital currency is no more cash, no more pennies, nickels, dimes, paper money, none of that. Everything is in the form of a card or electronic through, like, your phone. So then they can steal your money, or, oh, I need to go buy groceries. No, no, you used enough money this week, you're good, but I need, I need groceries. No, no, you spent enough money this week, you're good. See? Now... They won't say that that's why they're doing it. They're saying it to make it simplified, but there's actually ulterior motives, like you said. We don't think you need to own guns, so we're not going to let you spend your money on guns or ammo. And it's already happening. So a credit card company, Discover, has now said that they will not allow their cards to be used to purchase firearms. So... The credit card company is saying, we won't let you use our card to buy guns. So in What about case, airsoft guns? I don't know. They didn't specify on that. They just said firearms. Because there are different types of guns. You there have action shooting guns, BB guns. You have airsoft guns. You have BB guns. I already said BB guns. And then you have Nerf guns. You're very true. What if you wanted to go buy a... Nerf gun for a birthday party, and your the card company says only because it says gun in the title, they denied your purchase. See how this is a slippery slope? And you're right about the government. So they are now starting to freeze people's bank accounts, even though we're not in digital currency yet, because you want to remove five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. They're saying you need to justify why you want to pull that money out. My car got wrecked. Just like excuse me, my car got wrecked, so I need to buy a new one. We'll issue a new card. Uh, what's the division in the 
I'll it. give you a new card. Card? So, yeah, what you said. What did you say? Car. Oh. Cars are expensive. They're like the ten thousand dollars for a good chip. <laughs> More than that, thanks to inflation, which we can get to as well. Anyway, so if they say no, you need to pay electronically. The store I'm going to to buy my car doesn't accept electronic. Every store has to accept electronic because that's how they do some of these things. Is in order to use certain government contracts or get government grants or loans, you have to play by their rules, and some of their rules specify certain things. So, example. If a company has any kind of business with the government, so let's say a pharmaceutical company who makes vaccines, the, the government is paying them with tax money. The government can mandate certain things of the company in order to get that money. So they can say all of your employees must be vaccinated or we won't spend any more money with you. So the company has to decide, do they want the billions of dollars that is coming from the government, or are they going to... Isn't that what Lily did? Yes, it is. I was trying not to use names, but you are correct. So they have government contracts, and they mandated that all the employees must be vaccinated. What? Now, the reason they said it was their policy, but any company who I did research on who mandated vaccines for their employees all had ties to government contracts or was in a government employer. So they're contracted by them to make something, do something, um, you know, move money or paper around. That was their, they somehow got money from the government in one shape or another. And every one of those places mandated vaccines. Interesting, isn't it? So, here's the, here's if you go down this rabbit hole, if the, the government gets money in the form of buying stock in these companies, right? Mm-hmm. And then the government says, we will pay you out of tax money to make these vaccines. The company says, okay, well, that makes the company's stock go way up. Because the government doesn't default on their payments. That means that they don't say, we just won't pay you. So they're guaranteed money coming in from the government, which means their stock is more valuable because they're guaranteed to have money coming in. So if that's the case, the government is in a position to say, well, in order to make more money, anybody who accepts government money must also mandate their employees get the vaccine, which means... More vaccines have to be produced, which means they make more money. Do you see how this all works? So, basically, the government just wants money. The people who are running the government make money. So, here's, a, here's an example. You can go into the government, let's say, as a congressman or congresswoman in your, pers- in your example, and you only have to serve two years. You are guaranteed $175,000 per year for life. Retirement benefits for life. Health benefits for life. Hold on. And all you have to do is work for two years. That makes no sense. 
that's because they write those laws. They make it a law that they get this. So they write the perks. Now, you could go in, let's say when you start, you're making, like you were, I don't know, you were a farmer and you made $40,000 a year as a farmer going into as a congressman. When you come out, you'll be a multimillionaire because you buy all these stocks where you get inside information and then you turn around and make money on it. So every single person who's gone into, I should say every, 95 or better percent of the people who go into Congress or the House of Representatives or the Senate come out millionaires when they're done in Congress. And usually, when you leave a job in the government like that, you get a really cushy job at some big corporation. And they give you jobs making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. Because then you can go talk to all your friends who were back in the Congress or the Senate and say, hey, Joe Bob, you need to pass this law because we'll make some money on it. Here's what's going to happen. You'll get a percentage and you need to go buy this stock. And so Joe Bob goes and buys that stock and then they get more money because they recommended this new law. They don't realize the real world goes No, they don't. They don't have a turn arrow on. They're going to try and get over because, you know, this is that stupid intersection on College Avenue. Wait, these are for college? No, it's the name of the road. Why the fuck would you name a road college? Every city has a name college something. So anyway, so that's how some of these things go. There's road construction somewhere. Yes. I hate this part of any. There's always so much fucking construction. We can get into the what pisses you off later. So, inflation. Do you know what inflation is? When the prices of stuff goes up because there is a limited amount of supply? That is supply and demand. Very close. So, supply and demand means prices are changing based on how many people want it and what the demand is or what's available. So, let's say, um, okay, here's a good example. Diamonds. Why are diamonds worth so much? Because everyone wants to give a, put a diamond on the ring for their fiancé or husband. That was a marketing piece by De, Bo- uh, De Beers Diamond Company. So most time people will say, diamonds are very rare. They're not very rare. The if, thing, you, if you can press coal long enough, it'll turn into a diamond. Those are synthetic diamonds, and you very well could make those. Um, or they can use them with lasers. I know I saw a process on how to do it. But anyway, diamonds are not rare... The problem is the company who mines all them and any diamond mine that's out there, they control all the diamonds. So they only, they have warehouses and warehouses full of diamonds, but they only release a certain amount of them so that makes them rare. So they artificially inflate the price. So let's give another example. Um, if let's let's say look at our our example that we've done through the auctions we have uh, boxes and boxes of coffee creamer 
and we've reduced the price because we have such a high supply of them and there's not a very big demand so if we reduce the price maybe more people will buy it does that make sense mm -hmm. so inflation is when your dollar will not buy the same amount of whatever material labor time as it did a year ago so your dollar is worth less didn't i talk about this earlier that some countries dollar would be worth more than our dollar correct and that's how to destabilize a country so you were correcting this so we were talking about this offline so if our the u.s dollar is currently valued let's say you know it'll buy one let's say one gallon of milk inflation means that in a year from now that one dollar will buy a half a gallon because the, the it's not that the milk went up in price or it costs more to produce it's that the dollar was less valuable and that's because the government just prints more money instead of the money isn't that, isn't that technically illegal for other only people? it is illegal for other people you're correct it's illegal to print money only the government can print money. But what they do is they just print more money. So it's not really valued at anything. So we used to be the gold standard, which means our dollar meant it was a dollar's worth of gold. What? I'm just saying, let's just say, so a dollar's worth of gold is like a freaking speck that you can barely see. So let, you know, so it was backed by something tangible, something that you had a value on and then we went away from that and we called fiat currency which is fake money so what the dollar value now is is way less than it used to be aren't there isn't there fake money in our real money counter or currency uh, counterfeit okay. money yes all right we're gonna have to pause while i go get our spent grade we'll be right back all right everybody we are back we're back on the road we're going to go see we wild woman's uh, good friend, Miss Amy at Habitat for Humanity Restore of Johnson County. If you ever can get down there, we recommend you do. Great people down there. Anyway, so we were talking about, mainly we were ripping on the government. So let's move on to some other things. Other current event topics. Um, so in part of the article I was reading about the viruses, they're saying that it was because the permafrost is melting because of man-made climate change. So what do you think about that? Do you think humans are the reason that the, of climate change, which I'm not necessarily seeing the climate change temperatures, because depending on what information you get from what source, is it changing? How much is it changing? The ice caps and these kinds of things, you get conflicting results. So what is your opinion? Well, probably not all of it is from humans, but probably a chunk of it from humans. Like, people say that most of it is from cows, and we should stop eating meat so we don't produce as cats. Cows probably produce, like, 3% of the global warming, maybe less. That's 3, not 30, because we had kind of this discussion earlier, and I had to get clarification on it. So, you know, you think that 
humans are partially to blame for climate change for CO2 in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts that there have been um, at least six mass extinction events due to climate change, all of them before people were here? Okay, so there was the ocean creatures, dinosaurs... Talk louder. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what extinctions were going on, and I can't remember all of them. I know one of them was the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were uh, were not due to... But it was climate change, but that was because the of the a- asteroids. The asteroid hit, which caused volcanoes and different stuff, creating a glass, a gas cloud of smoke and ash, which killed off the plants, which is why the mammals survived. Did you also aware that before dinosaurs, or even the insects and things, when we were... It was mainly like a conifer and plant kingdom that the plants produced so much oxygen that it created a global fire. The, there was so much oxygen rich in the atmosphere that it was a global fire that spread and put all the ash in there and killed out all the plants again. What? So, uh, coniferous period, I can't remember which. We can do research on it when we get home or anybody who's listening can do their own research. But there was a time period when the the world... Oh, man, they totally demolished that building. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're in an, old, an older part of Indy, which used to be like high crime, run-down buildings, and they're redoing all of them. They're tearing down some of these dilapidated um, old businesses and buildings and putting all kinds of new stuff, townhomes, condos in. So that's just what we're going around. So when we see something shiny, we're trying to explain. So anyway, the world was all plants, and it was such an oxygen-rich environment that when a fire, like I'm going to say lightning or something caused it, meteorite, that it just burnt uncontrollably because there was such an oxygen-rich environment, which feeds the fire. You know, that's one of the things that fire needs to live. And it created such an ash cloud that it blocked out the sun and changed the climate again. Then there was, um, I want to say it was the bacteria in the ocean that created a greenhouse gas effect from CO2 possibly, that it changed the environment again and wiped out a lot of the earth, earth um, animals. We had the ice age, which killed a lot of plants and things, and that was from a cooling period. Can't remember if they exactly said why the last ice age happened. If it was um, volcanoes erupting, or it was after the asteroid. No, that was dinosaur period. We're talking the ice age when people were still around, like woolly mammoths and stuff. Yes, and that happened after the dinosaurs. And That's that. the same ice age after the dinosaurs. Yes, and yeah. I thought there was a lot of time in between them. After the ash clouds settled, the temperature started to drop. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with you because usually when I disagree with you, you're almost always right. And I have to admit I was wrong. But anyway, there were at least five, if not six, global events that happened way before people that were a result of climate change. Here's another piece that I read recently. So we're overdue for more than likely an asteroid and global changing. Well, 
that's what I was getting at. Getting it, you're leading me into the next point of that the magnetic field is moving. So um, the North Pole is actually moving from year to year. It's all over the place. And they're starting to believe that the magnetic poles are going to shift. We're overdue for that. And usually when that happens, there's lots of climate change as a result. And the reason I've been reading about why we're having a magnetic shift is because the um, circulation... So in the mantle, in the center of the Earth, the... Um, the liquid core is spinning. That gives us our magnetic field because it's iron and nickel, which is part of magnets. The spinning liquid metal creates the magnetic field, which protects us. Also cobalt. Cobalt's in there too. You're right. Cobalt is in there too. So anyway, the spinning of these metals, which is the Earth's core, gives us our magnetic field. Well, they're saying that the spin is starting to change. It's slowing down and looking like it's going to reverse. And they really don't know why it changes, but they can tell based on rocks and, you know, archaeology and things like this that, um, or geology, archaeology is a study of people, um, geology, go back and look, and they can see that the magnetic poles have shifted every, like, I don't know, 50,000 years, I don't know exactly what time it is, but every so many years, the magnetic poles switch from north to south to, and south to north, or they move. And when they do that, it changes the um, atmosphere, and they believe it might have something to do with the magnetic field that protects the Earth, so that we are getting more solar radiation or less solar radiation, and so it heats or cools the Earth differently. So that can attribute to your heating and cooling climate change. So what you're saying is that every couple of thousands or something, every whatever the time thing is, the, basically the climate of the Earth flips from what it was. For like the dinosaurs, it was much warmer and that, wasn't it? It yes. flipped to an ice age and then it flipped. Well, you said the ice age is a result of the comet or asteroid. But there was a mini ice age back in medieval times. It's called the Dark, uh, the dark Ages. And that was mainly because it was always cloudy and dark and it cooled everything and crops were bad. They had lots of diseases and famine and stuff. So they called it the Dark Ages. When, and also people were like dumb back then. <laughs> well, if you think about it, there was the, the civilizations go up and down with, you know, they like the Roman civilization fell. It was a big height, and we have so many things to contribute, and they were doing so much, but then all of a sudden it crashed and burned, and it, it went away. The Greeks were like mathematicians where we got uh, Pythagorean theorem and geometry, and some of the, the math that we understand today came from the Greeks. That civilization had a height, and then it fell and crashed. Mesopotamia, the um, that's another one. There's, um, who is it? The Turks, the Arabs, came up with arithmetic. Huh? So, arithmetic. The no, the other name. Arabs? Yeah, I don't know, though. It's, it, so, like, Iraq, Iran, um, that general area is called the Arab nations. Saudi what? Arabia, Turkey, that general area had um, the civilizations that were advanced, you know, and 
cuneiform, the first forms of writing, was from some of those periods. And those civilizations fell. So, you know, it's a, they go up and down. And I don't know where I was going with some of this. <laughs> I started going down the rabbit hole and I don't remember where I was, what the point was. Me neither. Anyway, oh, the, the Dark Ages. And, you know, what it means. And that was possibly a, a magnetic pole shift. Yes. That red one over there. Well, they're all turning, and I should have gotten in that lane, but it's two lanes that turn. I have to wait for this guy to go straight. Anyway, so, my personal opinion is, do we put out a lot of greenhouse gases? Yes. Do I think that we're changing the climate based on what we're doing? No. What thrives in a high CO2 environment. What uses CO2 to live? Plant. So, if we have a higher CO2 level in the atmosphere, what does that mean? Plants are going to start thriving more and more and start growing more. And what will they do? Start taking down buildings once they get big enough. Well, no. So, the more plants grow... The more CO2 they consume, the more oxygen they put out. So the, tr the plants are actually scrubbing the atmosphere. Which, you know, we, we talked about this and you went into it. Um, I don't remember which episode or which podcast it was. About where we get the oxygen we breathe. It's not from trees and plants like a lot of the tree huggers and hippy dippies say. Not that that's a bad thing with those people. We need those people, but just... Why do we need those people? They, everybody has a purpose and a place. Except for pedophiles. They have no place. Their place is in hell. Well, we feed them to the Tardimus. pigs first. Yeah, let's go for that tournament. They can go to Tardimus. Anyway. Um, but they say that, you know, cutting down trees is the oxygen we breathe. But the same people believe that we should be doing a lot of plastics and things to save the environment because it's reusable. Well, all that plastics end up in the ocean, which ends up killing the actual bacteria and plant life, which produce uh, between 30 and 80% of the oxygen that we breathe, depending on who you talk to. And are trees easier to regrow than the ocean's areas and that? Well, the plant life itself is simple to grow, but there's just so many of them versus a tree, which is one, but consumes a lot more CO2. But I also think all of these people who, most of the people who are advocating for energy, you know, electric vehicles and this and that are hypocrites. We went over what a hypocrite was. We did? Yeah, I asked you what the definition, I gave it to you. Do you remember? I believe. So a hypocrite is who says one thing but does something different. Oh, so okay, okay, okay. Somebody who's going to go to a conference, fly in their personal jet, drive with multiple cars and an entourage of people who support them to a conference to talk about global warming and how everybody who drives cars are polluting the environment when you stop driving cars. Yet their single plane is responsible for the equivalent of like 40 vehicles. Yep. 
that's a hypocrite. Okay, current event. You, you know, you you said that you think that we're partially for it. I'll give you that. Possibly. I don't believe it's from cows. No. It's but that's me. But see, they're using that as a narrative to get people to eat less meat, mm-hmm. and they want you to start eating bugs, which they've actually they've actually started putting bugs in food now. They label it certain things so that it doesn't it's sound made. like it's bugs. They don't say made with crickets. They say it's made with a certain kind of protein, and that protein is derived from crickets or mealworms or something else. Hey. You gotta read the labels and be aware. But guess who's involved in this? Guess who makes lots of money on these things? The government. Because guess who's saying we need to eat bugs as opposed to meat? It has more protein, doesn't it? Actually, pound for pound, bugs have more protein than a cow. <laughs> anyway, we won't go into the eating of the bugs. So that's a little bad, bad for me as you. Don't, don't really? Let's not go there. So, what are your thoughts on, like, every car manufacturer and every commercial we see on a lot of the news media is... Not news media, because we don't watch the news. Commercials and what everybody's touting about lately is the new electric vehicles, and we need to drive these electric vehicles. And electric vehicles will save the planet. Or how it's all terrain. Bitch, if I take that off to a place where it's just an inch of mud, it's going to get stuck. Okay, all-terrain has nothing to do with electric vehicles, but I'll give you the, the false advertising. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on electric vehicles are going to save the planet? I don't know if that's true. So, do you think that we could um, do what we do on the farm with electric everything? Miles or 
so some people have been trying these electric vehicles, and let's say they're driving, like for us, we're driving. Haven't some of the steering wheels for Tesla's been coming off of them? I don't know. I thought you could also, uh, like, use the cable pieces where you plug into them, into, like, the walls or the the boxes to charge your phone in that. can also, like, hijack. Okay, I, I haven't, I don't know anything about that. I haven't, that's not in my wheelhouse of knowledge at the moment. Um, so let's say we're driving to Indy and we are, we're pulling the trailer to go get food from the food bank. That takes a lot of energy for a vehicle to be able to pull that. Now, Elon's working on electric, uh, what do you call it, semi-trucks. So, you know, in theory it could work, but what happens if we're on the side of the road and, or, you know, we start getting low power? Because it takes a lot more power to pull a trailer. Mm -hmm. There's not necessarily a place to pull in with a truck and trailer to be able to charge up, is there? Yeah. So, right now, a lot of these places like California and some of those places who rely on water for their energy... And they were at like, a drought, so they're... like water plants? Yeah, they're, they're hydroelectric dams. And there's no water, there wasn't for a while. Aren't they, they were, by the ocean, though? Yes. Couldn't they use, technically, maybe use the ocean's currents to make power? Yes, they could. They don't. Other countries do. We don't. Not very much. I, or Californians don't like the sight of the windmills, so they don't want them around. They don't want them on the ocean. They don't, you know different reasons. Plus, they have earthquakes in California, which may or may not work very well for big towers like that. Wind turbines. Wind turbines, maybe, but... Again, you have to deal with earthquakes. What happens when you have a solid structure on the earthquake floor and it creates a, a giant wave, or the shaking because it's underwater messes with the foundation or the mechanical pieces and then it's you can't do anything about it. And yet we rely on this part, one big state that has so many issues. What do you mean we rely on them? Uh, we rely on them for a lot of different food in that because it all is coming from like down in Texas and, uh, is it it? Or in California or in those areas. Warmer states? Yes. And so every time they have an issue, all the prices go up because we're relying on them so much. In it's our your supply state. and demand. That's why prices go up. So something happens to the almond crop, all of a sudden, almond and your nut juice goes up. I won't call it almond milk because it's not milk. It doesn't come from a cow. It's nut juice. <laughs> well, no, what else would you call it? They grind up almonds, run water through it, then the powder that mixes with the water, they get that out and call that almond milk. And it's not milk. Milk has different protein compounds. I and agree. people are putting this in with their cereal or their Yep. Yeah. Anyway. I see that if you're lactose intolerant. Because they don't want to do animals. They say it's cruelty to animals. Or maybe they're allergic. Some people are allergic to milk. Lactose intolerant. That's what I just said. I didn't hear you. You were talking all high pitched. My voice is normally high pitched. Not when you do the imitation of other people. Anyway, haven't they? Well, 
there's goat milk. There's... There's sheep milk? Yep. Isn't there also bat milk? Um, bats are mammals, so they would feed them milk. But can you imagine how much you would have to milk a bat to get milk? <laughs> there is camel milk. Horse milk, so the people of Mongolia, the Mongolian herdsmen, they milk um, horses. Yes. So technically you can't say that you're allergic to Calvin. Are you allergic to all these other different types? People choose nut juice or... Because it's easy. It's on the shelf. So is other milks. Like real milks. But they do it for different reasons. Sometimes it's an allergy. Sometimes it's because they don't want to do cruelty to animals. Um, Have you not seen the automatic some people think it's more sustainable to do plant-based milks. No, I don't think so. The cows choose to walk into the machine to get milk. See, but see, they don't see some of those things. They think that cows are forced to do it, and there's pus and blood in the milk, and the babies are screaming for their mothers when they take them away. It's cow sharing. It's milk sharing, where you milk the moms like a, a morning or night, and the baby gets up for the rest of the time. Now, see, that works for small farms like us, but big milk farms, like where they're dairy farms, it doesn't work for that way. Now, if you watch some of the people like uh, TDF Farming, who's Derek, he's the guy who does with the cows. Oh, with the big machine and that, and the cows will literally pile up to get milk? No, that's the Iowa Dairy Farmer. He's another one that I like. Both of these guys are advocates for the dairy industry, and they put things in the a different light. So what we're talking about is TDF uh, farming, I think is what it is. Derek is the guy, and he goes like he's TikTok and Instagram mainly, um, but that's his media. And so does um, Iowa Dairy Farmer does Instagram, YouTube, and those kinds of. They're not as big on Facebook. But uh, they show their different operations. They're kind of in competition, and they badmouth each other because one's raising Holstein and one is raising jerseys. And so they, they think that their milk is the best. But um, she's talking about uh, the Iowa dairy farmer where the cows milk themselves. They literally is a robot. All the cows get these um, radio collars, so they all have it, and then the computer knows what kind of milk they got, how much milk they got, what the nutrition in the milk was. They do all this analysis all online, all automated, with no people involved, and then changes the, the cow's diets based on what the cow needs. So if, like, number 241 comes in and produced less milk today than they did yesterday, they analyze it and see, well, this cow needs more protein, this cow needs more calcium, this cow needs more whatever, and when they give it their, their pellet ration to get milk, they adjust it based on that. And the cows get free choice of where they want to go. If they want to go eat outside, they go eat outside. If they want to eat in the barn, they eat in the barn. And they have big sand beds where they get to lay down. Um, you know, they have... The cows have their own vet, their own nutritionist, their own um, dietary guy. I mean, they have all of these different, like, specialists 
just dedicated to the cow's health and well-being. They have the brush. I well, love the video of the brushes. With the cow, I, I need I need to start them off when we get home. We need to get a cow brush for, for Betty and What's uh, a cow Chris. brush? It's that one oh. rotating brush that the cows go when they stand in line yeah, and to they get under it. Brush yeah, it's like they get automatic petter. So they get their neck under it, they rub their butt on it, they rub their sides on it, and they just really love it. And so there's like a line waiting for it. Now, Derek, he got a circle milker. So, um, do you know what those are? Uh, it spins so other cows can get on to get milk. Yeah, I think he has like a 70 or something circle milker. So what the cows do, they all know at a certain time, they all kind of line up and start going into each stall, and then somebody goes like behind them and basically cleans off their teeth, puts on the machine, and this machine slowly rotates around, and by the time they get to the other side where they went in at, they're, they've been milked off, they're ready to go, and they go back out into the pasture and do whatever they were doing. So it's not like some of the animal rights people want to claim. Well, in the same aspect. Animal rights people say wool is cruel and mean, and you skin the animals to get the wool. And they die, and they're screaming, and they're covered in blood. You've been there. Is that how it is when we shear the sheep? No. If you don't shear certain sheep, their wool will basically make them have heat stroke, or it gets so heavy for them that it's hard for them to move. Do the sheep like getting sheared? Oh, yes. They get grains. They get pets. And then when they're afterwards, they all, like, are so much cooler and they feel better. Now, what's funny is sometimes they forget who, like, their smell. So they'll get sheared, shorn. Sheared? Shorn. I don't know. They get, they get their hair cut. And they get a pedicure. So they get their feet trimmed. And, you know, sometimes they may get some medicines if they need it or a, a health check. But then when they go back out... They don't look the same. So the other sheep think that they're strangers and they have to smell. Who are you? And I don't know you. Are you new? I don't know you, stranger. Pretty much. Well, I think we are getting ready to get off here because we're going to go see Miss Amy. And I don't know. We might continue more current events, We Wild Woman's opinions on things. Or we may just do things that piss her off, which there's quite a lot. Did you even make a list? I did not make a list. Maybe I'll make a list while you're talking to Miss Amy. Good idea. All right. So I am the Fat Man Farmer. And I'm Wee Wild Woman. And we'll talk to you next time.